Hello there. This is the Crunchy Christian Podcast, a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. I am a master herbalist, aromatherapist, author, speaker, blogger, and veteran homeschooling mama of four. You can learn more about how I can equip you to pursue God's best naturally at my website, julienaturally.com. And now, today's show. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Crunchy Christian Podcast, where we talk about all things green and growing that God gave us. This is Julie, and today we are going to continue talking about emotional eating because this really comes up around the holidays and not just around Christmas and Thanksgiving, but also at other special times of the year when uh, we may find ourselves trying to suppress emotions because it's kind of stressful, or even just all year round when we're faced with um, negative things happening in our lives. So we're going to talk about this difficult topic. Uh, Last week, we talked about some of the roots of emotional eating, like how do we even get started on this roller coaster ride in the first place? And this week, we're going to talk about how it affects your body, because we want to know, like, why is this such a problem? Why do we need to do something about it? I mean, aren't we supposed to eat anyway? Like, why is this a problem to eat when we're feeling bad and feeling depressed and things like that? But you'll find out today that this can lead to some serious health problems if we don't get it under control. So, Let's get going on this, and I just want to mention that if this is a problem for you, if you're kind of sitting there thinking to yourself, you know, I do find myself eating a lot when I'm feeling depressed or I'm feeling stressed or I'm feeling like just frustrated or, you know, stressed out or, you know, my, my feelings are hurt, um, I, I find myself doing this a lot. If that's you... Uh, I do offer a Ditch the Sugar Challenge bundle that can help you uh, reprogram yourself and overcome the issue with sugar. Because let's face it, that is one of our big things that we like to give ourselves when we are emotional, doing emotional eating. It's usually uh, some kind of a sugar treat or other type of carb. So that is something that I offer and it is in the show notes. So you could check that out. So let's get going. So remember that we, emotional eating is different than just uh, the occasional sort of binging or something. It Emotional eating is when we eat to suppress feelings. We eat to make, to just sort of stuff those feelings that we don't want to experience. And it's a way of putting off dealing with some of the negative things going on in our lives. Instead of facing conflict, facing those uh, toxic people or um, difficult relationships or the uh, challenging work environment that we're in, Instead of facing those things and confronting the person or confronting our own perhaps unforgiveness, then instead we just stuff it down with food. But those emotions don't go away. They're still there. 
and they will come out in a different way. Uh, so we need to understand how we can deal with that. So that's, that's what we're talking about when we're talking about emotional eating. Uh, sometimes it's called stress eating as well. So I just want to make sure we're clear about that that's what we're talking about. And we're not talking about just like having lots of food at a celebration or um, eating a, a lot because we're just binging on something that we really like that we don't get very often, like that kind of thing. But that's not what we're talking about, okay? We're talking about um, eating to stuff our emotions. So we eat to feel better, right? That's what emotional eating is, is we're eating to feel better. But eating all those extra calories can make us feel guilty. And they, when we feel guilty, what do we do? We do a lot of negative self-talk, right? So then if we're doing all this negative self-talk, oh, you know, look at that. You did that again. You ate that whole thing of ice cream. You ate that whole box of cookies. Oh, you are such a pig, you eat way too much. Look, now you're going to gain a lot of weight. Like we say these things to ourselves and that makes us feel ashamed. And then because we feel ashamed and we feel guilty and we're our own voice, it's like the devil whispering in your ear and telling you what an awful person you are. And we begin to adopt those beliefs about ourselves when we do that. When we're doing so much negative self-talk around these things, then we start to think that way. And then, of course, what do we do? We eat some more because we're trying to stuff those feelings again. So it becomes like a vicious cycle. And that vicious cycle adds pounds. Uh, it, it does actually cause a lot of weight gain. And, you know, that, of course, just becomes this Okay, now I now I really am gaining a lot of weight. Now I really have added a lot of inches to my hips and my my uh, my stomach and other places, and I don't really like what I look like in the mirror anymore because I you know I've been eating all these things to stuff those emotions, and now I'm eating more to stuff my new negative emotions, and it just becomes this this cycle that is really really hard to break. And we'll talk about that a little bit later. So those negative thought cycles begin to be part of the soundtrack that we listen to every day. And it just compounds the problem of the emotional eating. And that is one of the negative effects of the emotional eating is the sort of poor thought life, the poor mental health and the sort of self-loathing even that can set in because of it. So we, it, it's really important to address this because that people don't think about how much your thought life affects your everyday living, but it's crippling. It's just crippling. And it affects every area of life, how the thoughts in your mind can turn into beliefs about yourself and then your beliefs about yourself then can dictate how you behave too and affect all of your relationships and your relationship with Christ because he would never say those things about you ever. But we do uh, start to believe those things because we hear them so much in our own heads. 
So we have to take care of that. All the extra weight gain, of course, can cause serious health problems. So we talked a little bit about the mental health issues that can happen. The physical toll, of course, of the extra weight gain can cause a lot of health problems too. So it the stress slows down your metabolism, which means that you hold on to those extra calories even more. So it's not that it's just it's not just that you're eating more, it's also that you're not burning those calories either. And of course, when we feel stressed out a lot and we're eating a lot, we don't exercise either. So it's the sedentary behaviors, it's the slowed metabolism because of stress, because stress tells your body that, oh, I need to hold on to this because I don't know when I'm going to be able to get more calories again. That's sort of the signaling that is going on there. And so all of those things just really work against us with this issue. And so then We can also, because of the weight gain and because of the uh, spikes in blood sugar and eating all those extra carbs, we can develop diabetes. So, you know, you see how the progression can occur there. And it also puts a lot of strain on your back and your joints and your heart and causes a lot of other health problems related to those things. So... It's really, it is really important to get this thing under control. And we crave those carbs because carbs, you know, they're that sweet taste. And we tend to affiliate sweet with comfort because that's the very first taste that children experience. Uh, Mother's milk is sweet. And so a sweet is always associated with comfort, with nourishment, In uh, herbal medicine, sweet taste is associated with building the body up. It's associated with uh, nourishment and nutrition and tonics and, and just building into the body. So it's been set up that way that sweet is something that we crave, that we enjoy, that we associate with lots of good things. And... So that's naturally what we look for. And carbs also are part of what helps build certain hormones that are also the feel-good types of hormones as well. So another thing that can happen that I forgot to mention with the increased weight gain is sleep apnea. So you can be having a hard time at night than getting proper sleep, which just, I mean, all of these things just compound each other. So... The thing that happens with the addictive aspects, because I mentioned that it can become this uh, this addictive thing where it's this vicious cycle. So you're, you are always craving the sweet and the sweet turns on endorphins in your brain that is sort of like a natural opiate. And that's how you can become addicted because you're affiliating the food with the rush of endorphins that give you that feel good high that uh, cover the pain and, um, and you want that feeling again. Who wouldn't want that feeling again, right? But your body's natural endorphins are pain relieving endorphins. Uh, they're pain relieving hormones. So you're looking for more of that. And so that 
that food addiction makes it really hard to lose weight because it's not just about exercising and cutting calories. It's also about addressing the underlying food addiction. And it's it's hard to think that we could become addicted to something that we need to survive. But that's that's what happens when we're using food to stuff emotion and using it uh, as an idol, actually, instead of for nourishment, like it's supposed to be for. And as a source of social enjoyment, uh, the Bible talks a lot about different times that Jesus enjoyed meals with his disciples and different festivals and and feast days that uh, were centered around food. And even some of our most enjoyable times even today are around the dinner table. They're around um, holidays where we enjoy food together. Food is meant to be enjoyed, but it just like all other things that we enjoy, it can become an idol and we have to be careful of that. So we have to address the underlying issue of addiction, of worshiping food, of possibly having some unforgiveness and some difficult spiritual issues going on that can also be feeding this um, food addiction. So we need to be taking a look at that when we are trying to break the emotional eating habit. So um, it can really impact your self-talk and your emotions, as we mentioned, and then it can affect your health with the weight gain and the uh, joint pain, the slow metabolism, the difficulty kicking the habit, and then our spiritual issue with addiction. So all of those areas affect our health and shorten your lifespan They not only shorten your lifespan, but they affect your quality of life. They affect your relationship with Christ and with others. And it really can have negative long-term consequences in all those areas. And we were never meant to have food do that to us. Food is such a vital and enjoyable part of life. So those are some of the effects that emotional eating can have. And that's the reason why we need to confront that as a serious issue with ourselves if we're turning to food as comfort instead of turning to crisis comfort, as instead of turning to other people as comfort, and uh, as an, instead of facing our problems, we need to face our, our problems even when it's difficult. So I hope that that was sort of eye-opening, perhaps, and maybe uh, maybe some reflect cause some reflection to see if maybe some of the things that are challenging, maybe because of that. And if it is, you're not alone, and you can take that to Christ, and He can help you to begin to change that around. And next week, we're going to talk about some steps you can take that will help you to do just that, to conquer this emotional eating food addiction issue. So stay tuned for next week. And I hope that this week was helpful. And uh, remember that wellness comes from plants, not from 
other sources. Wellness comes from plants and from a relationship with Jesus Christ. We'll see you next week. And you can also connect with me on Facebook at Julie Naturally or on Instagram at Julie.Naturally. And don't forget about the Ditch the Sugar Challenge bundle that I have available that can also give you some great tools. There's recipes, there's trackers in there to help you uh, begin to address any sugar issues that you may have. So until then, we will see you and you can join me next week. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Show notes for today's broadcast can be found at crunchychristianpodcast.com. Hit the subscribe button now so you can join me next week. Until then, remember all you need is God, people, and growing things. God bless. God bless.